0: Okay, what's up, bitches? I'm Gaia. (laughs) And I'm... (laughs) And I'm Nita.
1: And this is Bitch Why.
0: This is our podcast, bitches, where we talk about all the things we like and dislike and why anyone would make them.
1: We are just some artsy bitch people learning about what things are good and how to talk about it and why to talk about it and when to talk about it. When is right now. (laughs) Amazing. Migraine on. My voice off. This is sexy, Gaia.
0: (laughs) Our internet barely working.
1: This is like, God doesn't want us to record this episode, but we're spitting him in the face, so... Yeah,
0: it's Pride Month, we have to. This has been a crazy Pride Month.
1: Because Mercury was in retrograde for, like, so much of it.
0: We got Cruella. We got the movie we're gonna talk about today.
1: They did that on purpose.
0: Yeah, last night on Loki... They confirmed that Loki is bisexual.
1: I like refuse to congratulate Marvel for anything that it does. They can I'm, suck no, I'm, my not, fat I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm not
0: like no. i no. I'm not like oh yay, but I am like corporate Pride Month I, apparently has been popping because we got all three of these things, and then Joshua Bassett came out as something.
1: I had some gay sex, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love how Joshua Bassett came out. He was like, yeah, there's a bunch of letters and I'm like one of them.
1: Who is Joshua Bassett? Who is he?
0: Who is he? He's Olivia Rodrigo's ex-boyfriend.
1: Oh, king. Good for him. The
0: boy that Sour is about. No. (laughs) No. Welcome
1: to the LGBT community, my king.
0: (laughs) You can come to the parade now. Just just don't, don't cheer too loud.
1: No, like, good for him. Good Good for for him.
0: Well, the reason he had to come out was because he said Harry Styles was kind of hot. Then everyone was like, oh, so you must not be straight. You
1: don't have to be gay to find Harry Styles hot.
0: Yeah, so then Joshua Bassett had to be like, um, there's a bunch of letters. Like, I'm definitely one of them. I don't even tell you which one. And honestly, good for him. I kind of like that, coming out doesn't have to be a big deal for celebrities anymore
1: god i wish that were me
0: god i wish that were me yeah what are you snacking on
1: (laughs) i have been reading the body keeps the score which is a pretty famous book about trauma very interesting Mm -hmm. tell me about your snacks
0: i'm so sorry to out myself yet again as a marvel shill but i've been watching loki and it's (sighs) really good i love tom hiddleston i think he's An amazing performer, and I just love watching his face do things.
1: You know, Nita, I always support you in anything. He
0: is literally like catnip for bisexuals. Look at that man. He's so fine.
1: He's like hot, I believe. Also, this is
0: off the record, but I had a weird sex stream about John Mulaney last week. Mm. And I'm still recovering from it. It was very confusing.
1: You can't take that off the record. <laughs> I, guess, I
0: guess we have to leave it in. <laughs> was, it was so odd. What the fuck, bro? It was so weird. And I, but I feel like John Mulaney and Tom Hiddleston and, like, these specific, oh, like, Bill Hader, like, these specific men, I feel like, ugh, whatever, I'm really outing myself. Roadmap?
1: (laughs) It's time for the roadmap.
0: The roadmap needs its own
1: jingle. Welcome to the roadmap. It's the little roadmap. It's how you figure out where we're going to go this episode. That, That wasn't very good, but we can workshop it. This episode, most of our episodes, they're all made up of four parts. Bitch, what? Which is an introduction to what the heck we're talking about. Bitch, how? Usually we use our techniques to run things down. We use if it's a technical rundown, one might say, of how <laughs> things succeeds and fails, like on its face as art. Bitch time, which is when we don't have to think; we just get to speak, and we just like fill the airspace with our thoughts that aren't smart enough to make it to the to the big chunky sections. Then, bitch, why? Some of the implications, why it matters, why anything matters, if it matters, and the bitch meter, which is our little diversity score meter. We learned math just to give it to you. It often correlates with quality, but it doesn't often cause quality.
0: Amazing.
1: It's time for bitch what? Bitch, what are we doing? It's time for
0: bitch what?
1: Wouldn't it be funny if you were just like in the heights (laughs) and I was like,
0: oh. (laughs) In the heights. (laughs) (laughs) that's literally okay well we had a calendar mix-up so that we we got ready to record like an hour and a half ago and i was like great are we ready to talk about luca and then guy was like (laughs) wait i thought we were doing the other thing that's on the calendar this week and I was like, oh, yikes. I switched the calendar times without telling Gaia. We took a break for an hour and a half so Gaia could watch Luca. So I
1: just watched Luca, You just everyone. finished Luca. The tears are dried on my face. Like, <laughs> as we speak. We're ready. So I remember watching the trailer for Luca. One of the primary things that I want to talk about today is whether or not they made it look like Call Me By Your Name on purpose, which I think they must have. Like, I think that was part of the coding. I remember watching the trailer back in, like, March and being like, this looks like Call Me By Your Name, and it's gay. It's definitely gay. And I've been excited for it ever since. And you know what? I was right. It was delightful. What is it? It was delightful.
0: Luca is a story of a little boy named Luca who is a sea monster and then when he's on land he is a human and he, he runs He makes into... friends with a sea monster He makes friends friend. with another boy sea monster named Alberto and then they become best friends and he pulls him out of the water and shows him how to be human and then they meet another... They meet a lesb- a very nice little lesbian and...
1: <laughs> a, nice, a nice little one <laughs> a to nice round little- out the gay trio
0: uh, yes um and then they compete in a, tria- an italian triad- an italian a triathlon italian triathlon biking eating pasta and swimming
1: <laughs> so and they then, learn how to ride a bike and how to eat pasta yeah
0: and then they become best <laughs> the town friends. is
1: homophobic the town
0: is homophobic against sea monsters which just means that they're homophobic and also hate sea monsters because it's both and
1: then. His parents try and send him to conversion therapy. His
0: parents try to send him to the deep, aka conversion therapy, which is with his weird uncle, played by Sasha Baron Cohen. His <laughs> that
1: who that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What
0: the uncle, fuck? uncle Ugo, Ugo. That was his name. He's so awful. And then. Um,
1: Antics ensue. And
0: then they end homophobia and sea monster phobia in this town. And everybody lives happily ever after
1: except for the they faked the happy ending and then yeah and then they threw in a little homophobic twist homophobic against me it's not I, actually okay. homophobic i'm just yeah. mad about it
0: we'll talk about <laughs> it's it it's we'll not talk homophobic
1: about it. i just don't like it
0: sometimes when we're like this is homophobic listeners um please know that we're
1: kidding <laughs> it was homophobic because i'm gay and it inconvenienced me nita may be kidding when they talk about the homophobia but i've never kidded before in my life <laughs>
0: Anyway, let's talk about Italian Fishboy movie.
1: Call me by your name, but it's a children's movie now. It's time for Bitch How. It's
0: time for Bitch How!
1: So, l- let me let, let me give, like, a little rundown. What, what didn't work in this movie for me? I think one of the most interesting things that I picked up on right away, and it's kind of, like, nerdy. It's gonna make me sound like I'm a Disney fan, but... I felt like right away I started picking up on parallels to The Little Mermaid Same. and I thought that was actually such a delightful meta nod to The Little Mermaid being a famous queer text written by a queer writer and composer so the whole like framing device and and also um the like obvious call me by your name reference of like just setting it in a little town in Italy mm-hmm. so it felt like it had a sense of like where, ex- where it existed within the meta text of queer film and disney film and was kind of able to like live in that space very well. What about you? That that was my first big thought.
0: Well, one I like love how tight this film is. I um a lot of people were complaining and like a, like the a lot of the reviews for this film have been like, well, it's not Pixar's best. And, uh, humbly, actually not humbly. I, I fully just fucking disagree. Absolutely. I'm sorry that it's under two hours. Um, Lion King is an hour thirty. I would love for movies to start becoming an hour thirty Stop minutes writing again. Movies. So, like, just because it's long, that doesn't mean. It's good. That means you
1: didn't cut enough.
0: I don't really know what Luca wants at the beginning of the film. I would have loved if we had started the movie off on, like, a dream sequence to know, like, what was going on in his head before he realizes that going to the surface is something that he cannot do. Like, Ariel, like, again, like, with these parallels, Ariel, like, you know she's always off, like, going close to the surface, always kind of, like, in danger a little bit. And maybe they didn't do that because they were afraid of, like, too many Little Mermaid comparisons. I think when you go with like a slice of life kind of movie like this, I can excuse that I don't really know what Luca wants at the beginning and I can also excuse that like I don't know the rules of the world where a lot of people are complaining like I don't know what they do like they're farming but I don't understand it's like who fucking cares I liked
1: that it was about a little
0: I was gonna ask you if you felt like represented by the farming
1: (laughs) I did I was like wow they're really moving sheep from one location to another location that's literally my life
0: exactly so I'm saying like people are like well I don't get the world and I don't get why they go on land they become human I was like who cares like this is about two little gay italian boys like i don't need to know
1: live their little gay italian life yeah
0: so i think i think what a lot of people are going off of is like the pixar movies that get really deep about something in your like inner emotional life like like a soul or an inside out or even toy story which has like a lot of like
1: really deep about being gay
0: but Here's the kicker. I watched this movie with two straight people. Well, I watched it alone, first of all, because I was like, it's Pride Month. This is for me. Then (laughs) I watched it with a straight person. The next day, absolutely went over their head completely.
1: Yeah. So I, like, I guess, like, one of the big things I want to talk about, because famously, last week, it feels like last week to us, even though it was, like, today to you, um... Because of some technical difficulties. But last week, I went on a whole rant about how Cruella didn't do enough for queer people, even though it felt like a very queer film. Like it felt like it drew its roots from counterculture. And when I watched Luca, I didn't really feel that. And I think I have a couple of reasons why I didn't feel that. But I wanna, one of the things I was thinking about is like, is it enough to have a movie be clearly allegorically queer for it to be like, a cool queer movie. Because Mm. for me, this movie touched on so many things about coming out and discovering that you're queer and like finding and like homophobia within community and like how you find other queer people. It felt like so rooted in that it was a queer movie. And like clearly a lot of people on the production knew it was a queer movie if they didn't just explicitly say right off the bat that it was a queer movie. But Does it get to be a queer movie if there's no queer things in it?
0: Okay, but here's the problem with that, though, is that, like, the people who directed the film came out, like, two days ago. I don't know if you know this. They came out, like, two days ago, and they were like, this movie is not queer. What? Yes. Okay, I'm glad we got (gasps) your reaction on the podcast. No,
1: okay, so I guess it's homophobic then. This is the I don't dance of Pixar movies. And
0: this is what I was talking about last week is the plausible deniability. And what they said is like, well, it's a metaphor no. for something, anything you, you could be ashamed about. And so then they were like, if that for you is queerness, then I guess yes. But we did not make this a queer movie is basically no. what they said.
1: Yeah. That's so fucked up because it felt like every, like, aesthetic choice in this movie was informed by queerness. Like, exactly. literally the first thing I said was, like, I liked that this movie took its aesthetic notes from queer film. What a the fuck? A lot of people have been
0: comparing this movie to The Good Dinosaur. Not because quality, because The Good, Good Dinosaur is a horrible movie. Actually, someone said, like, for them, it's, like, on their tier list, like, near The Good Dinosaur. And I was like, fuck you. Like, how would you, how dare you? It's so
1: homophobic at them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, the Good Dinosaur has specifically like cartoony characters, and then a really hyper realistic background, and I think that's where those comparisons have are coming in. And so, what I think is maybe like some of those same animators maybe worked that worked on the Good Dinosaur are also on this. I think well, obviously, since animated films are in the are in the works for a lot longer, they probably didn't mean to pull from call me by your name but literally i'm so sorry but setting anything in the italian riviera is gay it's just gay and i don't want to like excuse what the director said because that's really like rude that they said that but i feel like there's gonna be some people who worked on the film that come out in like 10 years that are like no, I knew this was gay. Like, but here's the thing is like, I feel like straight people accidentally make gay things all the time. I got to read the first script for New Girl, like the one that first existed and like the first pitch for the show New Girl. And it is so disgustingly like sexist. It's so weird to like think that that show became what it was that actually became a show that like deconstructs, Hypermasculinity and toxic masculinity and, like, how men have friendships with each other. And I feel like, I don't know how, but, like, straight people accidentally make queer shit all the time. Then when you tell them, like, hey, that's really gay, they're like, no, it's not. It's just a metaphor for shame that, like, maybe I had about something else. And it's like, are you sure? Because that's gay.
1: I guess I knew that Disney was never going to like be like, this is a queer movie. I was kind of hoping they would just ignore people calling it queer and not address it. And that would be their like, I was hoping that was going to be their press strategy was going to be like, we're not taking questions about that. Because i knew they would never make like a movie about being queer for children even though i mean just disney would never do that it's kind of like what we were talking about in the intro about like loki being revealed to be bisexual and like cruella came out during pride month and like luca it's so frustrating to be like yeah. a queer consumer and like and know every single act of solidarity performed by a corporation is, like, only because you've recently been revealed to be a marketable demographic. Yeah. And that's, like, I mean, like, I don't even like Pride Month anymore because it's, like, 2016 and earlier, or 2017 and earlier, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. that was back when it was still, like, controversial It's something we've been talking about since, like, the inception of this podcast, the gay marriage ads. Like, you're not allowed to have gay ads until, like, gay marriage has been legal for a couple of years and it's passe to be homophobic. Now, like, corporations are, like, allowed to stop being homophobic. And it's because corporations don't actually have a moral framework. Their only moral framework is subjugation, (laughs) subjugation. It's, like, frustrating because, like, a large part of me wants to review this movie as, like, a queer movie because I'm a queer viewer and this was, like, clearly a queer movie. Like, like I said, it's, like, I don't dance. Like, someone knew. Okay? Someone fucking Yeah. Knew. But, like, if you strip that out, then, like, what's it for? Like, if you forget about it being a queer movie, then, yeah, what is it for? Like.
0: Yeah. For Pixar, like, for them, it's, like, oh, it's a metaphor for anything you could be ashamed of. For everyone. Just to, like, make this case, if we have to, what specifically makes our reading of this queer? And, like, maybe we can go bit by bit and, like, just say, like, here is what a queer reading of this movie is. So that way, if you didn't get it, bitches at home, now you can. And if you did, then you have some confirmation that other people also feel that this movie is queer.
1: Yeah, in the month of our Lord Pride Month. In the the month of our- We just- you set up your gay god shrine, you set up your little Cameron Fry shrine, and you worship it.
0: (laughs) So I think from the jump, uh, very similar to The Little Little Mermaid, you have this young child who has this part of himself, literally, that he is unable to access because he would need to go outside of everything he's already been taught and everything he knows and another young boy shows him that they come out of the water together and become something different. I feel like them passing as humans in this world and like their whole like quest to continue to pass as humans until they are literally outed as sea monsters is a queer metaphor like to be straight passing to like pass in this world and act as if like act in a certain way that follows the guidelines of society whatever i think that's very very specific to uh like yeah. a queer experience
1: i also think that like whenever you sh- root shame in the body i mm-hmm. think that, that adds to so like being yeah. ashamed of like liking math or whatever <laughs> straight people are ashamed <laughs> of these days when you root shame in the body the way this movie is and specifically feeling like your body is like an aberration feeling like the, a sense of disgust surrounding your body speaks to a lot of what happens when you first start coming out. And I also think like, since you're talking about like the the young friend like walking him through, teaching him how to like live in this new world, like yeah. this idea that like it redefines the way you see yourself in a fundamental way. and you find yourself relearning these things that you found to be fundamental, like, Yeah. I think like a modern version of it would be like you learn how pronouns work in a different way. In Mm -hmm. a similar way like when you meet your first like queer mentor like they teach you how to walk. And and two like adolescent boys like learning about each other and like learning about themselves by learning about each other. I think that's gay fellas.
0: Yeah and they also behave with each other in a way that reminds me of how we all like behaved with each other before we were socialized. For boys, I think socialized not to like hug or or be emotional in any way or like show that you care about somebody. Like it's it's these two boys talking and hanging out with each other pre-any socialization that might have set in. I also think this kind of friendship feels very queer because it's the kind of friendship that you look back on as a queer person that you had and you go, oh it makes sense that I had that kind of connection with someone at that age. That to me now, I'm like, oh, that was queer.
1: I also think, like, you read all these things within the context of the aesthetic framework. Like, I'm not gonna stop being, like, Call Me By Your Name was a clear text for that informed this movie and, like, The Little Mermaid. Like, queer readings often, for me, come from... A compounding of factors so like for example another movie that we love to do queer readings of and I think actually like people who worked on it were like it was queer the whole time it's like Dead Poet Society right that's a mm-hmm. movie about like two adolescent boys becoming friends and then like having that like secret friendship and like learning about a counterculture they never heard about and then like one of them finding external rejection
0: fulfillment No, one of them
1: being rejected and like the thing being rejected is so foundational to himself that he ends up dying by suicide. So when you read that movie, this is like, I don't know, I think of everything that we do as reading, everything we review as something that we've read, even though like we watch most of the things we review. When you experience that film, like you don't experience any of those motifs in isolation and similarly in this movie like the reason i think it's frustrating to hear someone fully deny a queer reading of this film is because it's so many compounded factors and i think the first moment for me where i was like they're not even being sneaky about this is when his parents come they've found out about his secret life and they want to send him away to the deep where Mm -hmm. like he will be safe from that lifestyle and he'll be so far away from it that he won't like want it anymore. And that feels like yeah. such a clear nod to conversion therapy. Like it reminds yeah. me of the scene in But I'm a Cheerleader.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is the parents have a moment with each other where the mom is like, I don't even know who he is anymore. Yeah. I mean, I still Or I love could never him. imagine
1: my son being like this
0: exactly there's a lot of things that are and then and then also like just like even small choices like at the very end when the two old ladies in the town reveal themselves i'm like oh my god that like that is a lesbian couple that has like lived on land for so long together um, and passed together as human. Like, you can't tell me that, the, like, that choice to me is like, that's queer. The other thing, like, there's a lot of, the, a lot of the time these two boys are put in situations where if you put in a, like, a heteronormative pairing, people would read it as romantic, right? Like, when Alberto gets super jealous of Luca's friendship, um, yeah. with Juliana in a straight movie. Julia would be the one who is jealous of the friendship between Alberto and Luca because she, like, likes one of them, right? Yeah. Because it's Alberto who's jealous and is feeling like there's something that they're keeping him out of. In this case, it's them both wanting to go to school, but in real life, we know it's just because he's gay. That choice to me to make Alberto the jealous one of this friendship that Luca has with a girl... Is that is? I felt
1: like the obvious thing, what I was kind of expecting, and I was really excited that they didn't do was I was expecting Alberto as like the extroverted one to come in and like be flirting with Julia or do do that way. Yeah, a position that like a lot of times, like when you've got like an extroverted introverted gang, it's like the extroverted is flirting with the girl, but then the introverted one gets her in the end. And so like I think the heteronormative version of this dynamic would have been Alberto. He would be jealous of Luca because of his affections were on Julia, but yeah. he's mad. I think when you frame rejection from coming within the family, it becomes a queer narrative.
0: Oh, like with Alberto's dad leaving? Well,
1: with Alberto's dad, but also with Luca's parents like and Luca's finding parents. out about this and being like afraid of it. Shame. It so rarely comes from the family, and I think something that's unique... Uniquely terrifying about being queer is the idea that, like, your family isn't safe for you anymore. I think that's a specific Mm -hmm. experience of being queer that, like, is not replicated in many other situations. Whenever the rejection is coming from inside the house, I immediately draw a kind of queer connection there. And I'm like trying to think of, other movies where, like, rejection is coming from inside the house. That's what clarifies the metaphor. I guess I talked about the conversion therapy moment being a moment that sunk the metaphor, but also what you were saying, Alberta's dad leaving him behind, such a moment that sinks the metaphor. And also this idea that, like, once something like that happens, becoming close with someone is so much more difficult. It makes the context of Alberto and Luca's relationship gives it so much more gravity and like, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'll cry about it.
0: No, <laughs> it's a better, you know, you know, in lesbian get out when, oh, yes. um, Stewart's best out. friend in the movie is talking about like, well, my parents kicked me out, whatever, how hard it is to trust after something like that has happened to you with your parents. I feel like somehow this movie did that better in terms of like when your parents do that to you. This was just a better representation of that monologue of like the actual repercussions, rather than just you're just telling us that that happened, and therefore you have to feel bad for someone else when they're coming out, but they're still hurting you. Yeah, that
1: that actually, when you think about it, like this is one of the best expressions of what happens when you are profoundly rejected in that way. Yeah, I don't know. Like thinking about, I'm reading about attachment styles in the body keeps the score. And, Mm like, keep thinking about, like, Alberto as someone with anxious attachment. Like, that feels so rooted in his experience of familial rejection, which is, like, for me, like, been something that I've struggled with, like, a huge amount. See a movie, especially a Pixar movie, I think they, they lean a lot on dead parent, mysteriously absent parent, or present parent, and the parent is, like, a part of the film. Yeah. And to have, like, a parental absence explained through the lens of I was rejected by my parent is important for me to see. It feels true to me.
0: I cannot think of a Disney parent that left on their own free will. Usually they're killed, something bad happens to them, or they get
1: separated. Yeah, because I think Disney works under the presumption and this is i think this is partially because they're making children's movies but it works under the presumption that your parents love you no matter what the person who you should trust more than anything is your parents your parents will do anything for you and like that is a central like tenant of disney pixar like i'm thinking about like bambi yeah
0: but and even parents that aren't That are your parents but aren't related to you can't be trusted, right? Like, step-parents. And I think then Alberto getting a, like, a found family at the end with um, Julia's dad, which is so cute, is such a great, like, response to that kind of narrative that has been spun for so long.
1: Yeah, yeah. I also, this is dumb, but I liked to the little divorced parent not. No,
0: I was going to say, so you have three representations of kinds of families. Like, you have Luca's parents who are, like, totally together. They don't have, like, any issues, whatever. You have Julia's parents who are divorced but have, like, a seemingly positive way of navigating divorce. They both life. have,
1: like, positive relationships with Julia.
0: With Julia. And then you have Alberta. Like, you have, like, three very distinct, different upbringings happening which like I've also never seen in in Disney. I've never seen that kind of like <laughs> diversity I guess you would say in in family connections. I
1: know divorce is like super common um and I don't know how how common it is that divorced couples have children but like a lot of children of divorce exist in the world but I do feel like something when my parents got divorced I was like so afraid because everything I knew about divorce was how horrible it made your life and like how it was gonna make your parents hate each other and hate you and it was like the beginning of like a downhill moment in your life and I think that like it's gonna be really positive for a lot of children of divorce to like I don't think they're gonna consciously see that movie and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm." Represented. I feel represented, but like, yeah. because there is a movie where being divorced isn't an automatic negative. Like, someone whose parents get divorced is going to not immediately have negative connotations, as opposed to like the yeah. movies I watched when I was a kid, were like "The Parent Trap" and like "Sleeping Beauty."
0: Yeah, like "The Parent Trap" is like your parents have to get back together, otherwise your life is gonna be incomplete.
1: Yeah, if you don't yeah. force your parents to get back together and leave their current partners, your life is going to yeah. be shit. <laughs> You're never <laughs> going to be your twin sister.
0: And the um, and another thing that, just to go back to this, um, this queer reading, is so much of the language of this film is literally something that if it was in a movie that was explicitly queer, fits exactly in. Like, oh my god. That part when Alberto, like, literally outs himself as a sea monster, and then Luca is like, oh my god, you're a sea monster, and, like, still continues to pass and, like, lets him be ousted by all Yo, these that children. That was so the,
1: fucked up. That was
0: painful. But tell me right now that that is not a kid, like, saying, I'm gay and I'm in love with Luca or whatever, and then a bunch of kids being like, ew. And then the, oh, I don't know what his name is, the evil kid. Who's not even a kid? We'll talk about that.
1: Catfish um, child.
0: Catfish child. He says everyone is horrified and disgusted by you because you're monsters, and they say they're not even people. And then the grandma at the end says some people will never accept Luca, and some. <gasps> yeah. Seems to be very good at finding the ones that will. You cannot tell me that all that of that was language right from there, the
1: mom monologue in Love Simon. In
0: Love Simon. Like honestly. This movie, for me, this was my Love, Simon. Love, Simon, but good? Yeah, this is so much better than Love, Simon. There's so much here. It's not just us, like, trying to read into it as a queer thing. It, like, this movie is so gay. Like, this movie is so gay. It just is. I don't, I don't know what else.
1: Also like the idea of being runaways, like running away with your little friend.
0: Running away with your best friend. Oh my God. I want a Vespa. The bully, like the kid feels like a very like Stephen King kind of bully to me because he's actually like, he asserts his dominance over young boys and like in a way that is really scary. He's actually kind of scary. He, like, punishes them. And all and, and, Stephen
1: King bullies are homophobic.
0: Right. And he's also, like, playing at an idea of masculinity as a as an adolescent boy as well. Yeah. This Catfish Kid, whatever the hell his name, I can't remember. And then also this idea that he keeps lying about his age to, like, stay... I don't know, like, some of, some of that stuff yeah. like, a very, like, predatory, like, older boy. It feels very Stephen King bully. It feels like he's about to call these two kids a slur. And he technically kind of does because he calls them, like, sea monsters or whatever. I mean, I felt And, like, also Jack Dylan Grazer is in this and he was in It. And I'm like, sorry about that boy. Just- is that
1: queer... Co- does it count as queer coding if they cast Jack Dylan Grazer? Dylan Grazer? And like, he was that- in It, which is also a queer <laughs> some- coded movie.
0: <laughs> coded. And like in that like it so there's a lot here that warrants this kind of reading. Well, sorry, the moment for me was when they're on the fake Vespa that they've made together and it's gonna it's And he's like
1: you have to hold on.
0: You have to hold on. And so like it is it's falling apart. It's like coming apart and so Luca grabs onto Alberto from behind to like pull them back together watching two children like two little boys be able to hold each other in that way without worrying about like being called gay for it or like anything like that was so it was so beautiful like it, it was, was so sweet it was so yeah. sweet Fuck. I,
1: the moment <laughs> like that for me was when the train was going away and their hands were touching <laughs>
0: Okay, you can't no. tell me that. Like when they're running, he's okay. That's a romantic ending to a
1: that's movie. A trope. That's, that's a, a trope. That is literally
0: a trope where he is running to get, like, see last, like, last glimpse of Luca, and then the water falls on Alberto. He turns, then Luca turns because the rain is also on him. Like that is them. Because they get to be them. open. Now. Yeah, they, that is them <laughs> being gay. That's-
1: i haven't ad- adequately recovered from the end of this film eric
0: <laughs> <No. Fuck. laughs> Ercole, that's his name I that's the like evil him, kid's so... name i just remembered no yeah fuck him i just remembered i think
1: is it time for bitch time i think it's time for bitch time
0: I think we need to bitch now because we just got we cried. So now it's we cried, which means
1: it's done. We've we've covered everything that needs to be covered.
0: Okay, one, two, three, go.
1: Um, I didn't realize this thing about Disney, but I'm like so heated about it now. My I'm
0: so I'm actually honestly glad I didn't tell you before. Yeah, I'm glad that
1: I'm glad we got my live react to that.
0: Yeah, that cat Machiavelli was homophobic.
1: No, yeah, not <laughs> Belly the cat. Um, the ending is homophobic, but also like I like that the ending was homophobic because like you can imagine like the inherent homoeroticism of like being an adolescent going away to boarding school and then coming then back, coming but like back. now puberty's happened. The inherent oh, homoeroticism I didn't of even that.
0: Think about that. About how of, sad like, that that's gonna be. No, but in the credits, they show him, like, showing people that he's a sea monster and everyone's okay with it. I so know. So, I can't, like, I have to believe that in this world, it is I fine. I them
1: reading the letters and, like, watching, like, all huddled around the phone. Stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> stop. Stop. i'm sad
0: (laughs) um this movie was so pretty it was so pretty like all of it was gorgeous um every
1: step we societally take away from realism is like a personal (laughs) victory for me
0: I agree. I, like,
1: I'm so over realism. Can we like stop it Especially in
0: animation. Things? Stop. These are smart yeah. thoughts. Stop it right now. Um, no. When Alberto's teaching Luca to stand and he makes him stack his spine one vertebrae at a time, I was like, oh, this
1: God. is. Oh, God. Don't stop. <laughs> this
0: stop theater no. school representation. No.
1: Act- <laughs> representation of people who went to theater school matters. Positive theater kid representation in the media. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm theater kid phobic, honestly. Like, I've repressed that part of myself.
0: <laughs> oh, I like that I have the same espresso maker as them in the movie. <laughs> That's all.
1: I, oh, I liked when they drank the espresso and they were, like, jazz Wired. <laughs> that was me. I drank some coffee earlier because uh, I have a migraine, and And I was just, like, sitting there vibrating.
0: I just need to say that like Alberto is so jealous that it's gay. Like it's the jealousy. He's jealous
1: in a gay way.
0: He's jealous in a gay way. This movie's also like so Italian, which I think is so cute. Like it's just so Italian. Pasta. Pasta.
1: I liked that pasta was a fundamental, like, yeah <laughs> cornerstone upon which it rested. In
0: their triathlon, they had to train. I liked
1: the design of the sea monsters. I like that they didn't do a classic mermaid design.
0: Yeah.
1: I also, okay, now that bitch time is over, I I want to say that calling this movie a queer movie does not mean we're sexualizing children.
0: No. Um, Yeah.
1: And it's not inherently, like, sexually explicit to be queer. I don't know. I feel like that's what's coming. That's, like, the criticism I'm... I'm ready yeah. to hear, is everyone me like, you're sexualizing children? No,
0: what it is, and it's what I said earlier, it is the friendship you look back on when you're older and you're like, oh, now that I know I'm gay, that friendship makes sense. That closeness that I had with, like, a person of the same sex makes sense. The kind of, like, comfort we sought from each other was tangibly different from the way that my friends who are heterosexual talk about their friendships from youth. Yeah. That is what we're talking about.
1: Also, like, they're definitely going to be, like, one of those friend groups. I don't know if anyone else here went to middle school, but, but, like, you know when you're in middle school and you're gay and, like, you leave middle school and then you all hang out and you're all gay? Yeah, that's what's going to happen to these little Yeah, these two
0: kiddos are going to grow up and they're going to be, like, best friends and then – or see each other every summer, which – call me by your name? Summer? Yeah. Seeing each other – sorry. Anyway. Whatever. This movie is gay like that. Okay, it's time for Bitch Why. Jesus.
1: Like, we're recircling back around to, like, can we celebrate this movie as a queer movie when it's not a queer movie, even though it is a queer movie?
0: Um, I actually want to talk about one thing else very quickly. Um. Something that's really funny to me, it's not important. I like that Italians are, like, a safe and fun thing to make fun of in this movie. Because I keep thinking, like, her name, like, there's this one name that keeps getting said is Bianca Branzino. And I'm like, which is, that's just a food. And then, yeah, yeah, it's like a fish and it's like a dish as well. Oh my God, kill me. Um, And I keep thinking about like, okay, well, we can't do this with like an Indian thing, right? Because what would we call that woman? Like Mina Masala? Like we just, that wouldn't happen, right? Like that wouldn't happen. So I like that. I like, I know, but I'm thinking, I'm like literally thinking about it. Like a lot of the actors who are in it are not actually Italian, like whatever. And like if that was made about people of color, like that would be. A huge upset. So I just like that like that was a safe space to play in.
1: (laughs) Proof that Italians are white.
0: Italians are white because Yeah, no, but there are are people
1: who are like Italians aren't white. Oh no. Send them Yeah,
0: like those that could never I was just like that could never exist in a movie about like Indian kids that were sea monsters. Like, that just wouldn't happen. I'm sorry. Like, so, anyway, that's all, that, all's that to say.
1: Be racist against Italians, everyone. <laughs> As an Italian person, I'm actually giving everyone permission to be racist
0: against Oh, my us. God.
1: Also, Irish people. We're the spicy whites, but we're still whites.
0: <laughs> I think that also, like, I think that Disney is getting better at the way that they handle metaphors because, like, looking back at the Zootopia racism metaphor, it's horrible. Yeah. And, like, this, I think, will stand... This, this will this will hold up as a metaphor. Oh,
1: also, like, queerness and monsters inherently linked. Sorry, we, yeah. we missed that in Bitch How.
0: Also, okay, the other thing that I will say is kind of interesting to me, though, is that Ercole, the, like, the kid that's evil, he's the only one that's actually stereotypically Italian-looking. Did you notice that? Am I crazy? And the dad and Julia's
1: yeah, dad. Yeah, I mean, I think they all looked pretty Italian to me. As your local Italian... <laughs> okay Uh, i understand that like leaning into like kind of like the like dark hair olive skin like
0: i don't have anything smart about it it's just something i noticed but that's but that happens a lot with like disney villains that aren't the ones that aren't queer coded are the ones that are like
1: italian coded
0: or not italian coded but like um like mother gothel and tangled is like jewish coded yeah. Right. Like it's like, why is it the one bad person is the one who actually looks the most Italian? That has like ethnic
1: features. The most
0: ethnic feature. Yeah. Anyway, that's not that's just, you know,
1: queer. I cutting. also like one could also argue that like there is some like a little bit like ugh. In, like, the him as like, a mob boss. That was kind of like the vibe I got. From
0: oh, him. I didn't was, like, get mob boss. I father. Okay, interesting. I got full Stephen King bully <laughs>
1: child. Yeah.
0: But, like, just uh, Italian. Well,
1: um, things can exist at the yeah. same time.
0: Yeah. And so I think that, like, really all is that to say is, like, then even though that maybe queer coding in Disney villains has gone away, they're often still coded as something, and we should just be aware of.
1: I think it's because Disney relies heavily on having, like, you need to be able to visually differentiate your villains. Mm -hmm. And I think that's never going to be a thing that they can do without fucking someone. If you want to be able to visually differentiate your villains, then you're going to have to rely on features that people can, that you think people can immediately look at and say are evil. And so that, Mm -hmm. I think, like and maybe part of that's like because of how culturally encoded queerness and like ethnic features have become evil it's almost like a self-feeding loop like as long as disney makes queer coded and like ethnic coded is that a good way of saying that yeah
0: i guess we'll say ethnic coded Ethnic coded in comparison to the rest of the characters.
1: Yeah, as long as they make them, those will be the features people see as evil. They will then have to continue making them because they have to like feed into people's impulse of what it means to look evil.
0: Yeah, counterpoint to that though, Disney's like done a lot recently is to have done a lot of twist villains. So, like, villains that you don't see coming. I think that there's a happy medium of like anyone. Could be a villain. Even hot
1: people can be villains.
0: Anti-heroes are popular right now. Like, moral ambiguity is something that is being explored in things like Loki and WandaVision. Even, like, Spider-Verse, I would say, like, with Miles' uncle. I think children can handle moral ambiguity.
1: Children can handle a lot that people don't think they can handle. Yeah.
0: So, I don't think that we need to, um... Worry too much on like physical appearance. I understand that it is a cartoon. No, no, I agree. Yeah,
1: I think it's dumb. I guess I when I was saying that I wasn't saying that as oh you weren't defending. They have to do this. I was saying that they do do this. Yeah, (laughs) going back to my big thesis like question. Oh yeah, (laughs) can we laud a queer coded movie that isn't actually queer? And I think the answer is no. But like, I'm allowed to like it. Straight, stay away from it.
0: Counterpoint. For Adeline's sake, It, Dead Poets Society. Yeah. We look at a lot of movies as queer. No, that and you're aren't. right. But, beca- but listen, but because it's Pixar and because they just did this thing where they said it's not queer, I'm angry at that.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, though, because, like, the people who made Dead... First of all, Dead Poets Society was made in the 90s, where Mm. making... When making queer movies was actually, like, something that you could get into serious hot water for. Yeah,
0: pre-gay marriage ad, um...
1: Peak Don't Ask, Don't Tell.
0: yeah. And so...
1: And, like, since that movie came out, the directors and writers, I think, have actually, like, gone back and been like, yeah, there are, like, a lot of queer themes in this movie, and it's meant to be read that way. But also... I don't think it's necessarily bad to make queer coded things like I think queer coding can be fun and interesting when done well I don't think you have to like make every single queer thing explicit but like if you don't want to make your queer things explicit you need to be able to engage with them as a specifically queer text like you can't fill a movie with like queer stories and then be like no. Honestly, it is kind of like a classic queer bait, like throwing in the queer code, but like not, but like being like, no, you're wrong and you're crazy.
0: So Falcon and Winter Soldier as a show just. Oh, yeah. Came out. Yeah.
1: I've heard about that. You this.
0: know, so Anthony Mackie was like, I don't know why every time there's a show or a movie or something where it's two men, everyone wants them to be gay. And. From his perspective, I think he was so focused as an actor, like Oscar Isaac in, and John Boyega were like, yeah, we, we played that pretty gay in Star Wars. But Anthony Mackie, I think was so focused on like, exploring what it means for a black man to be Captain America that I think he's a little eaved that people are like, oh my God, they're gay. And I think that I, yeah. I can understand from his perspective that he's maybe a little worried about that impact getting lost because everyone's just like oh my god they're so cute and gay for each other when anthony mackie was like um i like worked to help write the script about like what it would actually mean for like this implication to happen so there's two Mm -hmm. sides to that where you have like the oscar isaac who's like yes it's gay if you want it to be but i didn't i didn't you didn't hear it from me disney and then anthony mackie who's like oh my god why does everything have to be gay And it's not that everything has to be gay, it's that, like, rarely do we see men have a positive relationship with each other in a way that it, like, because we get to see it and it feels like it is exempt from some, like, ideas of heteronormativity and toxic masculinity, therefore we would like for it to be gay because it's so positive.
1: I also think, like, with queer coding, especially in television, like, so much of it is, like, actively, like, they know that they want queer people to watch it and think that it's gay. Mm. And I think something that feels different about this piece is, like, I think in a lot of television, people want people to think it's gay and, like, a voyeuristic straight girls find this gay thing. And so, Mm. like, for me, it feels weird to sort Luca in with that because this is, like, Definitely not like an erotic thing. It's just like queer themes thing.
0: But it is
1: like in the same way that those TV shows want people to want it to be gay, they also want people to want it to be gay. Like that is, I guess, like textbook queer bait, even though it's like, even though it feels so positive that like I don't like calling it queer bait because it feels like me taking a good thing and like bastardizing it because because disney is like so willing to like fuck with queer people like and like that that's kind of disney's brand at this point like disney loves to have the first ever gay disney character like they love that that's so fun because they know
0: that we'll all turn up to watch it right they know that we'll do it even if it's just to form an opinion about it we will watch it like my friend and here's the other thing also is like if you got something out of it Who am I to take that away from you? Like, my friend Alyssa, hi Alyssa, um, texted me when the Loki thing happened on the episode last night, and was like, I was just like so happy that Loki was like, yeah, I would love a little, I would love a little guy on the side. Something about that hit her. Both she and Caitlin texted me after watching Luca, and were like, this was so queer, this is so beautiful. I love it then I can't like, I don't want to be like, well, it's not a queer thing because it to people who are queer, it feels so, it feels like our princess movie. Like it feels like a Disney movie for us.
1: And it like felt like a queer movie. It's just like, I don't like that Disney can do that. Like, I don't like that they have the agency to be like, oh, we never thought of that. We just never even imagined that when we made this. This is just something about something totally different it's like kind of feeling like you always have to like insert yourself into that narrative and just knowing like i i like i don't even know how to feel about it it's like it's like what you're saying like who am i to say that this isn't a queer movie i loved watching this i felt gay while i watched it i watched it in a gay way and it felt queer but it's like yeah. disney doesn't care about me like disney doesn't give a fuck yeah. about me so like why should i I can't laud this as a queer movie, even though I so desperately want to. And in that way, Disney just kind of like shot themselves in the foot. Like, why didn't they just say, yeah, it's 2021. It's Pride Month. This is our first queer film. This is our big queer film. At that point, I would have sucked Disney's delicious dick. Like, I would have (laughs) been on my knees for them. And what? Like, Disney, the largest media corporation in the world, is going to lose money.
0: They've shown that they're capable of showing queerness. Like they had that Pixar short, or I don't even know if it's a Pixar short, it's like a Disney plus short out. It is there. I don't understand. And this is the commitment thing from the Cruella episode. It's just like, if they say that this is our queer film, they're gonna get so much backlash from like a group of people that don't even really control the media landscape right now. So what does it matter? And, and here's the other thing that really sucks, though, is, like, this movie I'm very afraid of, like, a soul kind of falling into some obscurity after a while. Yeah. Not from, like, queer people, but because the reaction from so many other people have, have been, like, it was fine. It wasn't mind-blowing. It's not, like, inside out, and in, it's not, like, Toy Story, so I don't feel very connected to it. And that sucks. That fucking sucks. Because not since Moana or Coco have I cried this hard in a disney movie yeah. i have not been blown out of the water pun not intended in so long i have not felt this way about a disney thing in so long raya raya oh my god raya
1: oh god, was so raya. disappointing
0: soul kind of just like fell off like i don't hear anyone talking about it anymore which sucks it's not like I
1: cried the same amount watching this and soul
0: yeah i think well you and i have different feelings about have different soul, but anyway about soul. like this movie has a lot of like Miyazaki influence as well as well. Porto Rosso is a direct reference to a Miyazaki film called Porto Rosso or something. So that's really cool. But the thing is, like, if this had been marketed as a queer film, not only would queer people feel represented by it even more. But I think then straight people would read it as a queer film and not just be like, oh my god, it felt like the ending of Super Bad, which is a take that I heard from a straight person. The plausible deniability of the queerness is what's actually going to hurt this film in the long run.
1: Like, you're right, this movie is going to, like, kind of fade away. Because
0: people people were not impressed by it. I don't know why. They were like, oh, well, it's kind of like a slice of life. Because,
1: like, if you can't read the allegory, then it is kind of a nothing movie. Yeah. It's not really anything. Because that's kind of the thing, because part of, like, I think what predicates a queer allegory is, like, this idea that it's just, like, the, like, slice of lifeness is, like, part of what makes it a queer allegory. Like, because yeah. coming out's just, like, a thing that happens and your life just swirls around it.
0: And sometimes it doesn't even feel like your life really starts until you figure out something is different about you. Yeah. Also, the ending, the end credits say thanks to all the friends who pulled us out of the water and helped us find our way.
1: That's gay. That's gay. gay. <laughs> Fellas. That's gay. So the impact of this movie is that because Disney is made up solely of cowards, it's going to fade in obscurity and and fizzle. And that's like Yeah. Saddest news.
0: Well, and I think the straight people really like the straight people who reviewed this movie were really focused on like, well, I don't really know what Luke was about before the movie started. I don't know anything about him. And how do they change into humans? And I don't know. I don't get the world. And I'm like, it's not about whether or not they're humans or whether or not they can pass. But it's about what happens when you attempt to pass and the emotional and physical toll of hiding yourself from the world. That is what this movie is about. And, but the, because you don't, because it was not marketed that way, people are not gonna read it that way.
1: You know what's gonna come out? Someone's gonna make like a video essay in like 20 years and they're gonna be like, Luca was gay, actually. Luca was gay, it's gonna have actually. like a little resurgence.
0: It's a Lindsay Ellis video if I've ever heard it.
1: Old Lindsay Ellis.
0: All right, it's time for the bitch meter. Yes. What do we give? Oh God! What do we give for queer?
1: After much discussion, we have given Luca an N A minus one for queer. The minus one is because technically it's all bait, but it didn't have bait. to be bait. They could have gotten a five for queer, but no, they sacrificed it for the bait.
0: You know, if Disney had said nothing, they would have gotten a. five. We would
1: have given a five to yeah. truly like if they had said nothing.
0: But they had to open their mouths, so. And A-minus one. Tell them
1: to stop talking.
0: (laughs) For gender, we gave it a three. It's kind of a boys club. I don't know. I feel like this movie, the women and girls that are in it are great. And, and like, I feel like well-rounded, full characters. And I feel like this movie also touches on what it means to be a kid before, like, all these awful ideas about gender roles are instilled within you. So I wanted to give it a three. So it's a three.
1: Sexy. For Race. We gave it an N.A. because it's in Italy. We talked about it.
0: It's fine. I don't know. It's in Italy. For, if I'm not mad about it, you don't have to be mad about it. Um, <laughs> for disability, we gave it a five um, because the dad is missing an arm. And, like, they ha- they address it.
1: I also just think something as simple as, like, his shirt being pinned up. Pinned. Was just nice. I was like, yeah. But, and
0: also, like, how he still goes fishing. That like. Oh, no, it just it was so lovely and also like julia kind of reads neurodivergent to me and i really liked that and they even discussed she's like everyone thinks i'm kind of weird and like luca's like i don't think you're weird and it's cute i just think it's cute oh, that's yeah. how you address it and then what do we give it for class
1: you mean for body positivity
0: literally i'm so sorry what did we give it for body positivity
1: we gave it an na we didn't take away one which we normally would because there were a lot of different types of bodies in this movie, the main, like, children were all thin. Um, I think it could have been interesting if not all of them were thin, but whatever. I don't know. Pixar clearly doesn't care about me. Uh, and what do we give it for class? We gave it
0: an N.A. because I don't think this movie really has anything to say about class. and didn't really touch yeah. it, so it's fine. And our final score is, Drum Roll please, 7 out of 10.
1: Good for them. Good for them. Honestly, like the only thing that brought it up that high was the disability score. Like that's so fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird because queer wasn't even really factored in, except for it actually, it actually a minus one for the yeah. thing we thought this whole movie was gonna be um about. That's
1: so sad. Yeah, I feel kind of empty.
0: I do feel. I feel really sad about this. Happy Pride Month.
1: <laughs> Happy Pride Month. I <laughs> guess gay people are dead.
0: Oh my God!
1: Go give your voodoo Cameron a hug.
0: <laughs> your Cameron shrine. Um, go pray to it tonight because yeah,
1: pray to your camera shrine. This Cameron has been a hard. Tonight. It's been I a hard Pride
0: Month, and if you don't know why, go listen to the beginning of this episode where I recapped why it's been a weird Pride
1: Month. Mercury was in retrograde for so long.
0: Anyway, um, it's time for Harris's hot take. I'm gonna call Harris. Hello. Hi, Harris. Did you happen to watch the new Pixar film, Luca, by any chance? I, I haven't, but gay mermaids or something, Gay lizard people? I mean, here's the thing. We were always lizards. I love that Pixar is just revealing the truth. Oh um, my god! <laughs> so,
1: that's good. I, I want to watch it. So,
0: is that, is that your hot take?
1: I haven't seen it.
0: Amazing. This is lovely. This is great. All right. Stay safe. You too. I'm sending love. All right. Love you, Harris. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for that hot take, Harris.
1: Give me a kiss next time you see me.
0: What are you working on?
1: I'm my little goldfinch embroidery.
0: Beautiful. I'm working on finishing this last week at my acting for film studio. And then I'm done. All right. All right. I'm going to go buy a Vespa and run away. I'm going to come pick you up on my Vespa, and then we will run away together.
1: That's going to be very hot of us.
0: Where can people find you, Gaia?
1: You can find me on Instagram at GaiaRoseRiver or GaiaRiverRose, depending on what you want from me.
0: You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nita underscore Tavani, T-H-A-D-A-N-I.
1: You follow the Troy Podcast. On Instagram or Twitter at podcast or you can email us at b.tchwhy at gmail.com.
0: Please leave us a review, rate us on iTunes, and tell a friend about this podcast. Yes, all the resources referenced will be in the show notes. Thank you so much to our co producer, editor, and capital G gay god, Cameron Fry, and our graphic designer, Jillian.
1: Good night, bitches. Good night, bitches.
0: Happy Pride.